Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. And if you find this podcast helpful in your theological rehabilitation, consider partnering with us in its production. Become a financial sponsor of That's What She Said on Patreon, a platform for supporting content you love. Thanks! Our gospel reading tonight is from Matthew chapter 8, and the way Matthew tells it, Jesus had just finished his long and defining sermon on the mountainside from Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and when he is done describing with his words how things work for people who are citizens of God's kingdom, he begins to demonstrate God's reign by his way of being. First describe, then demonstrate. This is Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus had come down from the mountain, great crowds followed him, and there was a leper who came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> a preliminary remark. I have rosacea, which is a condition that causes bright red flare-ups on my face and swelling in the soft tissues of my eyelids. My eye yesterday was swollen almost shut. It's triggered by high emotion. So when it happens tonight, don't be alarmed. Right. My challenges tonight are twofold. One, to keep this thing about the main thing when it seems like there are quite a few main things to choose from tonight. And two, to do this thing more efficiently than usual because this thing is not the main thing. It's just the thing that is getting us to the main thing. All of which makes this text from Matthew 8 just right because A, it's quite efficient And B, the thing I used to think it's about is, I think now, not actually the main thing. That is, the leprosy and the disappearance of it, that was never the main thing. The segregation of people with skin diseases from the wider religious community was never in the first place about the broad diagnosis or contagion of leprosy which in biblical stories is an overbroad term for all kinds of things that can go wrong with a person's skin. Seriously, in that ancient context, leprosy was a big bucket that held everything from eczema to acne, psoriasis to vitiligo, even the rosacea that has flared up this past month on my late middle-aged white face. Our ancestors in faith had a lot of regulations about bodily integrity, the appearance of health that they could evaluate with their eyes, because really that's pretty much all the diagnostic apparatus they had. 
their collective identity was based on the observable collective wholeness of the communal body. And individual bodies with visible departures from the norm were glitches that had to be removed and hidden away. So a category like leprosy just meant your skin is a mess and everybody can see it. So you got to go. So when this person in Matthew 8 with psoriasis or whatever says to Jesus, if you choose, you can make me clean. Notice that he is not asking for the healing of a life-threatening illness. He's using the religious category of cleanliness, thereby asking for restoration to the religious community, which includes his family, his religious kin, and his relatives. He just doesn't want to be alone anymore. And when Jesus says yes to that, it's not a gee whiz miracle of disappearing the pathogens and restoring the antibodies that can make this meat sack disease free. I do choose, be made clean, he says, agreeing with the asker that what's at stake here is not physical wellness, but relational health. That person's capacity to sit down to dinner with his beloveds, to snuggle with his partner at night, to pass the peace with his synagogue friends. And broadly speaking, that cleanliness question, the capacity for human relationship question was for our ancestors very closely related to whether the leprous person could pass the peace with God's own self. Because for the ancients, really there's no such thing as a personal relationship with God. I mean, for them, God comes to the community. The people approach God together. The one who has been ostracized from the collective runs the risk of being outside the bounds of God's own heart, at least the way they understood it. A bad case of rosacea, in other words, is an itchy inconvenience today, but a substantial impediment to one's spiritual flourishing then. Which brings me to this consideration concerning Jesus' overall ministry of healing. All that compassionate attention he paid to the physical disabilities and diseases that showed up in his path. All the power he spent bringing bodies back to health or symmetry or normalized ableist function. What if the healing was never the main thing? What if being leprosy-free or able to walk or twas blind but now I see was never the point? What if, I'm asking, the point in every single instance of his miraculous touch or here's mud in your eye or let me pinch your tongue or I don't even have to go to your house, they're already well. What if the point of every single healing, cleansing, even raising from the dead miracle in the Gospels is the putting of people back together with their people. The restoration of relationship wherever it has gotten broken. The repair of fractured humanity so that, listen, 
so that no one Jesus encounters is left alone ever again. Like that widow from Nain whose only son had died, and the funeral procession on its way out of town runs into Jesus and his entourage on their way into town. This is Luke 7. And Jesus not only brings that kid back to life, wow, the text says, and he gave him to his mother. A joyous gesture of restoration of relationship for a woman who was one day into a lifetime of financial and familial destitution until Jesus showed up. Raising somebody from the dead is a big fucking deal, yeah. But in that deeply patriarchal place and time, giving that impoverished woman the rest of her life back with her boy was everything. I'm saying it was the main thing. Remy, hey, today is your ordination day. And by some calculation, that is the main thing. And it's Galileo's 10th birthday. And by another math, that's the main thing. And in a little while, church, we've got a chance to pledge ourselves to this co-conspiracy for another year. And that's the main thing. And we're doing it all on Pentecost, on the global church calendar, and for sure, for Christians around the world, that is the main thing. But listen, it is amazing. It is appalling how often church people, especially the true, true, true believers, the ones who go to seminary and get ordained to Christian ministry, even though they know full well that the church in North America is tanking for reasons, especially the ones who bust their asses to celebrate a birthday because it matters so damn much to us that this still exists, that the thing we built is still here, how often the churchiest people get confused about that Imagining that what we do here when we are at our churchy best is the main thing. That the existence of this institution and all the work we do to keep it happening is what God cares about most. Because because we care about it so very, very much. But what if none of these is the main thing? What if each of those things is the means by which we get to the main thing? Like the cleansing of whatever skin disease had that guy itching and his neighbors flinching. It's a good and gracious move to clear it up so that he can get on with the rest of his life with his people. And that's the main thing. And I'm thinking that Jesus meant to show us that, that whatever we do in his name... Whatever we do in church, for however long we do it, whatever we do by the power of his spirit whose coming we celebrate today, Remy, whatever you do as a lifelong servant of the gospel he described and demonstrated, it is all supposed to be in service of the main thing, which is putting people together with their people so that no one, listen, so that no one, is left alone ever again so that everyone understands that God's heart is wide open, that we are none of us ever outside the bounds of God's joyful reception, that there is nothing about us that could pull us from God's protective and loving embrace so that if a pandemic comes and wipes out the infrastructure of your church, the calendar and the programming and the meetings and the parties, the relationships will remain. 
So that if your family of origin and the church of your youth push you out or kick you out or hang you out to dry, there are people on the other side of that who are waiting to scoop you up and pull you in and hold you close and make sure you know for sure that you were never, never beyond the limits of God's own limitless love. That is the main thing. Galileo Church, may the coming years we spend together be as much about the main thing as the first 10 years have been. Remy Shores, may the promises you make today be your own commitment to describe and demonstrate the expanse of God's reign of love. Nobody left alone ever again. That's the main thing. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. If what you've heard is helpful, consider becoming a patron of its production by joining our subscribers on Patreon. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and support the people who love them. We do kindness around mental health and mental illness, and we celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support our missional priorities, go to GalileoChurch.org and click on Share With Us. You'll have options to contribute through Venmo, PayPal, or your bank account. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace. Peace.